Hey guys, what's up? This is Ness here, and I'm tuning in for a very special bonus episode for Heart on the Mic, and I'm here with Nats. Hey guys! From <laughs> Mexico, where are you specifically right now? I am in Playa del Carmen, so a little bit south of Cancun. Okay, about how far? <laughs> Drive-wise? Um, I would say like 45 minutes south of Cancun. I don't know miles or kilometer wise, but not too far. So it's like if you were driving from uh, OC to LA, basically. Okay, which yeah. is not bad at all. Not bad. <laughs> and um, how are you enjoying your current stay in Mexico? It's been good. It's for, um, you know, for a long time, I haven't been able to say that I've felt zero tension and just these past uh, 30 days now that I've been here have been nothing but uh, you know stress-free easy days <laughs> that's crazy yeah I know that we've talked so many times just about your goal just to be able to get into a a new norm and a new routine for you and the kids and what that looks like and You've been navigating through that for the last four years and hitting that milestone, you transitioned into this new, this new um, way of living. Is that a weird thing to say? Right? Because it is different for you, no? It's definitely different. Yeah. I mean, not used to all the luxuries of having of what I was used to having back home you know so simple things like having water and having a car and laundry day-to-day things are definitely different out here so feeling like the struggle was real was just being spoiled or what (laughs) yeah definitely taking a look at what I you know what we have as far as um things that we're not used to uh, or things that we take for granted that are we are think are so easily accessible out there out here it's definitely different and how are the kids liking it so far the kids are um they're adjusting I think they there's those things in their mind that they're used to as well but um all in all they're very happy and they express um that they're happy about the change so that's good and speaking of the change I know very few people know about the permanency of it and um, you shared with me that you made the decision a few weeks ago to stay there for as long as six months yes how did the kids take that news um they're pretty happy with it. Thankfully, you know, once we kind of started with the homeschool thing, they got used to the idea that we would be traveling and probably going back and forth between places. So um, they're open to it and they're happy to go anywhere. They're li- little adventurers with along with me. So I'm glad that they're able to adapt to whatever situation I bring, <laughs> I bring at them. So it's been good. They're happy. And the adjustment of moving away, because me and you just talk about our dreams and our goals a lot, is something that's been very um, present for quite a few years. And to finally make that change, how do you feel about it? Even though it's not where you 
thought or imagined it would be, you still made the move. Yeah, I feel good just in the sense that I think in my mind, I wanted to, I wasn't sure about where I wanted to be. It was more so of like letting go of the fear, letting go of my comfort zone and all those things. Like I said, that I was just so used to um, having, it's kind of just really taking the risk and throwing yourself into the unknown. I think that was the harder part. Um, But now I'm regardless of like anything else I know that it's the best decision that I've made um, in this season I think it was just due time for it it was either I push myself now or it's like never gonna happen type of thing so and when I think about you guys having this opportunity and being able to take the opportunity because there's two differences there some people are given opportunities and unfortunately due to Um, responsibilities or commitments or just fears they don't act on the opportunity um, to be able to take advantage of it but you were fearless in the pursuit of just up and going and making the decision to take your kids and move to Mexico like to me when I think about just that process even though it happened fast yet not fast I, Mm -hmm. I just think of it's like a breath of fresh air for you just how your demeanor has changed and just you living your best life literally in this point and I'm excited for you to be able to be doing that because you deserve it you I was just thinking about this conversation and as um being here to just discuss these things and it's not easy navigating and making those decisions I know when Brian first passed um we had the conversation of you making the adjustment from being uh, a wife and, uh, and, you know, the keeper of your house and your husband being the head of the household to having to do both now and making that transition was, was very um, stressful. And so many emotions came with it because you were so used to your husband being the head of the household and seeing you just blossoming into like that fearless mom and knowing that you're, guiding your kids in the way that you think is best without any, without any like apologies, unapologetically, I guess, is just really, it honestly is just amazing to see you there because I know where you were when it all first happened and you didn't even want to move out of the house that you lived in him with because you didn't want to leave the last place you guys were together, even if it meant you having to deal with the un- <laughs> unconventional tenants yes yeah I mean yeah definitely you know there was those times where doubt you know self-doubt was definitely a big uh a big thing in my life and questioning whether I would be able to do things on my own and really stepping into the role like okay this is me like I'm the head of the household I'm the only one who can make these decisions for myself and for my kids. And it was a scary thing, especially, you know, when you're a wife and you're submissive and you allow yourself to be led by your husband or your partner. Um, that was difficult for me. I felt like a child, you know, like I felt like I need my parents or I need somebody to make these decisions for me. So it's definitely a huge, huge step. And thank you so much for like expressing that because 
you know, I have, I don't pat myself on the back for that, but it is a huge thing and that I should be proud of because I, I have come a long way and it, it's, it wasn't easy. I mean, there's still fear and I'm just, I was still scared, but like I said, I'm either going to sit somewhere and let my, you know, my, my peace diminish because I was kind of like on my last, my last hanging by the last string of, you know, I'm either going to make a decision or I'm just going to stay in this situation forever, which I was at back home. So, I mean, definitely had to give myself a little push and it was for the better. And it's a big adjustment. I don't even think we've talked about it enough about, you know, just the grief and the loss and becoming a widow because you kind of just took, took it for what it was and were like, oh, well, I have to do what I have to do for my kids. And you went from two incomes to one income. You, you And that's not just the biggest thing, but just all these little everyday adjustments that you had to navigate through. Um, having two school-aged kids while being a young widow and your husband being like a young love and it just all these factors like what do you have to say for yourself or for someone else who may find themselves in their shoes or just losing you know a husband and being a mom and navigating through that because it's crazy. You had two kids who you had to walk through grief while walking yourself through your own grief. Like what, what are your thoughts when you, when you reflect back on it? Cause yes, your grief is still there, but you've gone through four years and four different seasons at this point, I guess, what is, what, what are those reflections like for you? Um, I think definitely keeping a focus on the person that I knew that I could be, um, keeping the focus on the potential that I knew that was within me, aside from grief, aside from, you know, just different situations like financial and making decisions for the kids. Um, I really, there was a lot I had to let go of in regards to you know, dreams and hopes that I had as a family for myself, for my kids, with my husband. Um, but I really just had to dream a new dream. I had to reimagine my life. Um, and I knew it wouldn't be the way that I had thought it would be. But I knew that if I just could just imagine myself being happy again, imagine my kids being content with what we have and just being thankful the whole time, you know, within all the the storm of emotions that you feel every day because grief we know like is not linear it's like one day you're up one day you're down one day you're completely happy and the next day you're completely wrecked but I think just setting that new picture in my mind and keeping that at the forefront really helped me because I knew that I didn't want my kids to see me happy um unhappy or for them to see me sad all the time, or um, even for them, you know, I, I wanted them to believe that there was more for them besides them being children who lost their parent. Mm. Yeah. And just reflecting or looking back, how do you feel like you've seen God's faithfulness through these 
seasons as far as like your heart's desires and it not coming to pass right away, but eventually him literally answering those. Yeah, I think um, God always had that door open for me. And I think it was just a matter of me realizing when the time was right and being ready for it. Um, I, I do believe that while the door was open, it was really like, he was just kind of like, you can walk through that door at any point, but you're the one who has to be ready to walk through it. Cause God is always ready. You know, like he's always on the move. It's not like he's caught off guard by what we do, you know? So I feel like that's what it was. It was really just me fully and completely trusting that whatever I decided he would be with me and he has been with me um you know this was like the ultimate decision that I had to take but in regards to all other things in life everything that I prayed for um he opened the doors for and he made it happen and it you know I know that it's his will because if it was outside of his will it wouldn't have happened Mm. and I'm just thankful that um I've been able to maintain that relationship and, um, and be just have a prayer, a prayer filled life and, and know that I can't take the credit for anything, but just to say, you know what, like God did it. I prayed for it and he answered it. I'm so sorry. Trixie's throwing a fit out of all time. She needs to go to the restroom. Give me like two minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm back. Sorry. Okay. My running. <laughs> that was a good idea. Okay, so literally, I'm out of shape. <laughs> sound down. Deep breath. Deep breath. All right, so it's just crazy to see God's hand moving, though, as you navigated through building new dreams and new desires as you continue to be a mom of two doing it on her own. It, like, it just blows me away. Like I said, I spent a lot of time thinking about it this week specifically. Yeah. And um, speaking of changing seasons, it's a bittersweet time for us because I'm happy and super, super grateful that you are truly able to take the opportunity to pursue your dreams and live in Mexico with the kids. And at the same time, it also means that you're taking some time away to do what you have to do to focus and prioritize your well-being and the kids and your family. And we have come to the conversation of you no longer being a part of Heart on the Mic. And yeah. I just wanted to segue and talk about this, what, three-year journey? Yes, three-year. What do you feel like you've learned about yourself through this journey or anything you just want to share that you're thinking about in the transition? Um, I just think most importantly, the conversations um, that we've had around Heart on the Mic have been so beneficial to just open our minds up to not only, you know, I think we opened the door up for Heart on the Mic to express our feelings, but it also just taught me so much about people um, that we're not the only ones going through whatever we're going through, um, regardless of the situation. I mean, we've covered so many topics that um, it really is humbling. Um, I know that a lot of people struggle I, I've learned that a lot of people are broken and it's just really helped me um, to understand that, you know, as humans, we're all going to go through something and it's important to hear those stories and have um, empathy towards people. I think that's why we were able to do what we did for so long is because we were able to um, connect with people on a level that a lot of people don't connect on. And that's that emotional level and connecting through our brokenness. Um, so I think that's really helped um, with the healing and the process and processing like grief and just all different things that happen in life. You know, everybody has different seasons, different chapters. And we've seen that all throughout our episodes. You know, everybody has had that light at the end of the tunnel 
type of scenario. And I really feel like, man, I really like have got to that point where I know I'm not completely out of my grief. I know that I'm not completely out of my brokenness, but I can see the light now, you know, like I can see the goodness of God. I can see that everything has been worth it, um, including all the time and effort spent into, you know, what we put into heart on the mic. So that's been the biggest um, thing that I've taken out of that is just all the connections and being able to self-reflect and um, know that we're not alone in the world and we're all going to go through something, but being able to voice those things and help others voice those things as well. And I know that we went through a few, I guess we can call it a series without even realizing it, but we went through a few episodes where we recorded independently um, just because life got busy. And I know one of your most popular episodes that you recorded on your own happened to touch on anxiety. And I know that's something you've been very transparent about and and really vocal about throughout Heart on the Mic. Uh, what do you have to say about that, you know, as far as your anxiety? Uh, do you feel it's the same or do you feel like it's different or any advice for those who really enjoyed that episode because you really did have a, a positive um, outpouring about that yeah. specific topic? I think, I think anxiety... I think we're always going to have situations that are going to bring us anxiety. I think um, we're going to, for myself, I had those seasons where I felt very vulnerable, very weak, Um, probably seasons where I was more closed off and not open to sharing my feelings and my emotions. And that's now that I can recognize that I feel like those were the times where my anxiety was probably the highest and took more control over my life. Um, Now, like I said, I feel like I can definitely still have those episodes of anxiety. Um, And not to say that it won't ever get bad again, but I think I've finally come to an understanding that um, not that it's, that I'm able to control it because like I said, with my grief, I could have those moments of anxiety where I'm just, I feel out of control, you know, where I might feel like something is out of my hands. But I think that for those who do struggle with anxiety, it's important to remember that it's not a reality. It's just a situations and scenarios that we create in our head that lead to just this like snowball effect of worrying and um, just causing ourself pain over things that haven't even really happened. Um, So just bringing your mind back to that piece and knowing that as long as something bad hasn't happened, you know, uh, things are still good as you know, our emotions are things that we have to live with our feelings and Sometimes they are things that are, that feel like they're out of our control, but ultimately, you know, um, for us, we cling to God's peace. And that's been the biggest thing um, for me, just to know that whatever I decide or whatever I'm feeling, 
bringing it to God's um, feet, you know, bringing it to him and knowing that he's in control, regardless of my anxiety. Um, I don't know if that, if that made sense, but no, it does. you know, yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, like I said, I'll have my good days and my bad days, but as far as super huge episodes where like I used to have before, um, I think I've come a long way, but I know that I know it's hard. I know there's people who still struggle with it, who struggle with anxiety daily, and then it leads to depression and isolation. Um, but we're here, you know, rooting for you. And we always talk about support systems. And thankfully, I've had such a great support system with you and other family members and friends. And I just have to stress the importance of that because when you're surrounded with people who are going to encourage you and, you know, speak life into you, then, you know, I think you're able to kind of ground yourself more with people who are grounded, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do you have any... What's the word? Do you have any heart on the mic favorite moments? Um, I do. I would say, you know, our starting days, those episodes where we cried, probably our first episode is just like so, <laughs> so stuck in my head how we were trying to just do the most. <laughs> you know, um, in the beginning, and we were like camera lights, action, you know, and um, we were just really like after it. And I think um, that first day really set like the the whole, what do you, what's the like thing? The tone? It's, yes, it set the tone for like everything else that we would do, because it was like, we went all out for that first you know recording is just like well it kind of seemed like everything was going bad at that point so we're like oh well if this is what it's gonna be like let's just go with it and I think <laughs> it, it was just like that fighting you know like we were just fighting to make it all the time I think that's what sticks with me the most that no matter what you know we were going through we always made sure that we did what we had to do and that's just like such a beautiful thing because you know that can you can apply that to anything in life you know those curveballs are always going to come at you but you just got to make it happen whatever way you can yeah I think one of my favorite moments is sitting on your kitchen table and just chopping it up and brainstorming yeah busting out our notebooks and trying to be organized and getting our our um calendars out as well and always talking about how you didn't do good with notebooks and just really dreaming sitting on the table and just dreaming and I remember one time we wrote ourselves letters and we we're like okay like in three years if you read this what would you um say to yourself and I actually stumbled across that letter a maybe like a few months ago. And I was just like, dang, I was just hyping myself up there. And it was nice <laughs> to read it because I'm like, wow, I was speaking life into myself and reading it a few months back, it spoke life into myself again, because it was just, 
full of dreams and aspiration and just a whole bunch of ambition. And I really had fun doing that and just committing to meeting up. I think on a weekly basis, we did that for a few months. Yeah, we definitely had like a long time of brainstorming. And actually, I'm like, we're not old, but wow, like we were so young. And so um, I don't know what the word is, but it was just like, we were just so giddy and so excited to like do this thing and so committed to it, but like so fresh to, to the idea of it, you know, like it was just exactly what I said it was just like a fresh idea and we're like okay this is it like what do we do I think that um the fact that we were so new to it and so excited um was such a a beautiful thing because it was like our passion project and we stuck with it um and I think it gave us you know it gave us a way to navigate through our grief you know at the time we were just meeting up and getting ourselves busy but little did we know that it was helping us get through that season because we were still freshly grieving both you and I you know you grieving Gabriel me with Brian so it definitely kept our minds uh off of off of being sad and gave us something to look forward to and you know it brought our friendship a lot closer so I love that. Definitely fun times. What about for the listeners who are just so saddened to hear this news that you're not going to be joining us? What do you have to say to them? What pep talk do you have? What what? What pep talk do you have about making transitions that aren't always? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing for me was I didn't want to admit that it was maybe time to make this decision. Um, But I knew that you would understand. And I think first and foremost, that's always been like honesty is the best policy, you know, and we're all we've been people who are able to be honest with each other and understanding with each other. Obviously, I'm so sad um, to not be able to pour myself into heart on the mic, but I know 100% that I couldn't leave it in better hands than with you. And I'm just so thankful that while it's still a passion of me to want to help people and have these conversations, I'm so happy that you decided to take the reins and, you know, just continue doing what we've been doing. Um, Heart on the mic, will probably be different, you know, because my, I won't be there. But at the same time, I know that it does a lot is not going to change. You know what I mean? Because the heart is still there. The mission is still there. And I mean, I hope you'll still have me on (laughs) here and there. Um, Celebrity. um, What do they call it? Celebrity guest. Celebrity guest. Yeah. But I mean, to the listeners, I just want to say, you know, like, thank you for hearing us out. And um, for anybody that was able to take something from whatever I shared, I'm just thankful to have had the opportunity. Um, I think a lot of us have the ideas and the dreams to, uh, to be heard. And I, I know that a lot of people have 
things to say. And I would just encourage you, you know, like you don't need a podcast to say the things that you need to say. If you could just talk to that one person that's been on your heart and have that conversation, it'll make a world of a difference because you never know the impact that your words can have on somebody. So I would just say that, you know, I'm thankful to have had the opportunity, however many listeners we've had, um, to be able to do that in across all of the episodes that we've had and across all the subjects that we've covered. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> well, you definitely will be missed. I'm grateful that you said yes to the journey. I remember the day that I texted you and I was like, I have this idea and I think we'll be the perfect duo. Let's do it. And you're like, yes, I'm so ready. And we just hit the ground brainstorming and we took our time. We brainstormed for about a year to make sure we were ready, quote unquote. And then day one of recording hit and we weren't even ready. It, it was just, <laughs> what the heck is going on? Yeah, I definitely have enjoyed navigating through everything. And just um, like you said, I appreciate people tuning in to listen to the both of us talk about whatever it is we wanted to talk about and conversate with our guests and nerve wracking to be able to know that I won't have a co-host anymore and that I'll be doing it on my own. But um. I'm just going to give it a try. Who knows how long this uh, will run for, but nevertheless, I can't, I don't have a reason to stop right now. Right. You know, you're hitting um, homeschooling mom full-time and you have your obligations and we'll see how this goes for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely. Hopefully I don't it. lose listeners. <laughs> No, we have to give credit where credit is due. And if I could say anything is that Ness has been like the the engine behind this thing, just always on top of everything, planning and making sure things get done. And even like our photo shoots, you were just so behind everything. And I feel like I was just, you know, tagging along for the ride, even though it was a, a our, our effort on both of our parts but you're the one who had the idea and I'm just thankful that you came to me and that I was able to be a part of that um, to help hard on the mic grow and I know that you know it's going to continue to grow I know that people are going to continue to have their heart touched by whatever you bring because you have such a passion for it I know you're the perfect person to keep the wheels going you know and um, I just like I know it's going to be like nothing but good things for you and for heart on the mic so I'm so proud of you because you know we had the conversation and and I said you know you can do this without me you know I wanted to make sure that I told you like this does this dream doesn't have to end because I'm choosing to step down because I fully believe in you and I cried <laughs> I definitely cried too I did the kids were like mom what's wrong and I was just like I don't want to talk about it <laughs> well before we close because zoom has us on you know the free one do you have any last nuggets or anything you want to give um 
anything in the world. Yeah, I would just say for anybody that's going through a season, a tough season at the moment, just know that it's not going to last forever. And just like I shared at the moment, you know, visualize it yourself in a place of where you would like to be in life and, um, you know, seek God and bring those things to God. I think that, you know, without God, nothing, you know, we can only get so far. And um, so, yeah, you know, we're all going to have those seasons that we go through those difficult situations, but there is that light at the end of the tunnel and things don't last forever. Sometimes it's for the good. Sometimes it's for the bad but we all have the willpower to overcome um, these obstacles that life throws at us. And um, you can do it. You can do whatever you set your mind to, whatever it is, whether big or small, you know, we all have to start somewhere. And for me, this was just a, a dream that was in the distance for me to come live here and homeschool my kids and you know start a new life and be on my own and just have this completely new chapter in my life for the longest time it just seemed like it was so far off and it took four years to get here you know and those four years were not easy it might look like it might have looked like it was easy you know but it took a lot of tears a lot of pain, a lot of struggle, a lot of making decisions that I thought might have been wrong decisions and making left turns and right turns and feeling like I was coming to dead ends, but uh, you can do it, you know? Life's a risk, carnal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that would be my, my little nugget for that you know, you guys can do anything you set your mind to. And it might seem like it's off in the distance, but you'll get there as long as you persevere. So for me, this is just a dream come true. Hmm. Yeah, I'm here for it. Well, <laughs> for the very last time, we're going to do our outro together. <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in to this very special bonus episode with myself and nods <laughs> we appreciate you logging in and if you have any questions feel free to um, send a dm or even follow nadia's personal account i don't know if your account's private or not is it uh no it's not private okay you can find her on yeah. instagram we'll drop her handle and um we will see you in season three bye guys Bye, guys.